Hi, I'm Mark DeMoz, one of the teaching pastors at the Mosaic Church of Central Arkansas, located in the University District of Little Rock's Urban Center, 72204. Welcome to our podcast. Founded in the summer of 2001, Mosaic is a multi-ethnic and economically diverse church where significant percentages of black and white Americans, together with men and women from more than 25 nations, walk, work, and worship God together as one. Learn more at mosaicchurch.net. The following message was recorded live at Mosaic as part of the Challenging Assumptions series in the summer of 2023. Thanks for listening. If you're new here, if you're visiting, hopefully you just sense the powerful presence of God, and hopefully you're hungry for that. And if you are, please come and join us because we need you here. We've got a big mission and a big calling. We can't do it by ourselves. God has just been a part of this story for so long, and we're so grateful that you're all here. Anyway, in what we have left, which is about 20 minutes or so, we're going to talk about a very easy question, and we're doing this series called Challenging Assumptions, and last week, Pastor Lawrence opened it up with the question, why do bad things happen to to good people? Did a fantastic job. You guys go back and review that. If you, uh, if you can, there's podcasts online. There's lots of ways for you to watch. It's on Facebook, but make sure you review that. This week, I have a much easier question. And the question is, why should we trust Christianity when the church is so full of hypocrisy? All right. Easy answer, right? And of course, nobody here is a hypocrite. So we don't have to worry about it. We just say, Oh, well, we don't have to worry about that here at Mosaic, right? But in reality, what we're going to find out is that there has only been one person that's ever walked the face of this earth who's not been a hypocrite. And he, we just worshiped him and lifted him up so high that everything else seems insignificant in compared to his glory and his grace. Amen. And thankfully, we have his grace poured upon us because all the rest of us, especially me, are hypocrites in some way, shape, form, or fashion. We're going to see that as we go through this question, which is why should we keep trusting in this faith when the church is so full of hypocrisy? And to the credit of the person that created the question, a lot of times we deserve it. If you go and do a Google on the on the hashtag Church2, which is born out of the Me Too movement, you'll find all kinds of scandals. Sexual abuse, power abuse, financial scandal. It's just, it's disheartening. And you know, so many times we deserve the black eye, the church in America, over the stuff we do that is just plain, downright, very clear, evident, hypocrisy. And just looking up the term, you know, I I looked it up in the Oxford Dictionary, and here's the term, the practice of claiming to have moral standards or belief to which one's own behavior does not conform. Now, I I like the definition because it came straight out of Oxford Dictionary, and it's a secular definition. And in reality, this is the definition Jesus was preaching against as he came onto the scene and he found so much hypocrisy. But his definition is a lot different than this one because notice Oxford and the world largely says 
It's especially hypocrisy when it's evident in your behavior that it, your behavior doesn't conform to what you say you believe. And when Jesus came on the scene, he was like, no, 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 no. Hypocrisy goes way beyond the way you behave, right? It's not just the evident actions that I'm talking about here. And when we look at Jesus's definition, because, you know, I, all I did was put in hypocrisy in my Bible search software, and it came with a list of verses that use hypocrite or hypocrisy. And, you know, it's not really talked a lot in the Old Testament. There was only like one verse in the Psalms that used the word hypocrisy. And then it jumps to the New Testament, and it's largely Jesus slamming scribes and Pharisees for their hypocrisy. And the word in the Greek is a different kind of word than Oxford. Here it just means, very simply, you're counterfeit. You're acting or pretending. But as Jesus encounters it, and, and confronts it head on, we find that his definition goes to the depths of the unseen parts of your heart. Let me give you a few examples. So let's look at the first one. I'll, I'm just taking these in order. What's interesting is as Jesus confronted hypocrisy, he doesn't state the obvious ones. He never says, and all of you people getting drunk on Friday night, coming into the synagogue, hung over on Saturday, you're hypocrites. He, he doesn't state the obvious ones that everybody around us probably know already. Instead, all he discusses are the ones that are not seen by anybody else. The only one that can see it is God and you. And so let's look at the way he confronts it. Look at the first one. Matthew 6, by the way, is a handout. It's, I've got a list of verses. I'm not going to go over them all, but really I pass these out so that you can go home and study it during the week. Okay, and so Notice this first passage says, beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to what? Be seen by them, for then you'll have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. And then he lists three things that, that he's talking about here. Giving, the way you give, the way you pray, the way you fast. Okay. Those are the big three that he confronted. But notice that in this passages, he basically says, when you give, you can't sound the trumpet and go, dun, 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 look at what I'm giving, you know, and draw attention to yourself any more than you should say, okay, everybody gather around. I'm going to pray. And you pray in public places to be seen by others. Or when you fast, you make it look like you're so miserable, right? And you're fasting. And somebody says, what's wrong with you? And you say, oh, I'm fasting for the Lord. And they're going, oh, he is so spiritual, right? I mean, that's essentially what he's saying here. Notice the common theme. Number one, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. You're doing it to be seen and noticed by others. God sees the secret places of your heart and he rewards you for the 
authenticity of your motive. Ooh. So the way Jesus defines hypocrisy in this moment is next slide. It's basically doing spiritual things with the wrong motive. Have you ever done anything spiritual with the wrong motive? What does it even look like? Well, just look around. It could be your preacher standing here preaching to you, not because he loves the Lord and wants to help you grow. It could be because I love the attention and I want you to put me up on a pedestal and I want you to see me as the next celebrity pastor or because I'm interested in making a name for myself. Or it could be the guy in the back pushing the knobs up and down on the soundboard because he thinks it's the coolest job and he's met lots of girls here, you know? I know Todd's not thinking that way. For those of you online, Todd's our sound man this morning, but he's not thinking that way, I hope, I pray. Or it could be any of the musicians back here, right, playing because they love the feeling of being in the spotlight. Or it could be the person out front handing out handouts or greeting people as they walk in the door with a smile on their welcome in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Whereas on the inside, they're dead. You know, every single thing we do that is for the kingdom of God, that has spiritual undertones or overtones or purposes, guess what? God knows. He sees in secret the condition of our hearts in those moments. And and guess what? You're not necessarily going to be judged over. It's not like he's going, okay, okay, check that one off. I'm going to take care of it. When you get up here, we're going to have words about what you did back there in August. Instead, he basically says, hey, you can have your reward now. If you want it for the wrong reasons, I'll give it to you. But this is all you're going to get. Right? He sees in secret and he rewards you. This is your reward. Hey, you get all the attention. Maybe you get to meet a girl. Maybe you get elevated up on a pedestal. Whatever it is, he's going to reward you now. But it's temporal. And that's all you get. As opposed to it being something that's eternal and weighty, one simple reward that you get in the next life is going to be worth more than all the material possessions in this world combined. And so the question becomes, whew, am I a hypocrite in this moment? You know, it's it's a hard one. It's like... Are we doing these things for the right reasons? I was telling the first service, we had a fantastic story that happened this week. You know, I mean, it was bad and it was good, but last week somebody stole some stuff out of the sound booth and we caught them right on camera. Just, I posted this on Facebook. Some of you know about it, but we caught them just dead to rights. We saw, we didn't know who it was. Nobody knew who it was. Monday, staff meeting, I'm showing the video to everybody. And then we started praying and we're just thanking God that we're in Heine's area, that stuff like this happens and that we have to constantly, you know, minister in the, in these great places of need. And then Kelsey, just as part of that prayer time, was like, and Lord, whoever took that, would you convict them? Would you soften their heart? 
And we finished it. It was a great time of prayer. Finished our meeting. No more than half an hour later, the guy shows up at the front door. He shows up at the front door and I'll go, is this the guy? And he's like, can you help me with some food? I'm like, sure, come on in. And he sat down. I'm like, is that the guy? Because, you know, I'm looking at my phone trying to figure it out. But I go in and I get Kelsey and I get Esther to make sure that's the right guy. And they both walk out and greet him. And by the time I get out there, man, Esther is full on preaching the gospel, the need for repentance, and telling this guy, you can't take from this church. This church will give you what you need, and we are here for you. And the guy just stood there so convicted. He didn't deny anything, told us he already sold the stuff, and um, and we gave him food. In the meantime, we're like, what do we do? Should we call the police and Kelsey got Officer Turner, who's our main officer out here on Sundays. What do we do with guys back? And he's like, call 911. And so I'm sitting there going, Esther, should we call 911 or not? And she goes, I never get her words. She's like, well, if the goal is for you to get your stuff back, call 911. And immediately I thought, I don't think that's the goal in this moment. I can't call 911. And instead, Kelsey brings and gives him a Bible. And we invited him to come back to church. And we tell him we're here for him. We'll give him what we can. And he walked out. Yeah, now that is a great story, right? It gives glory to God. And I wrote it up. I posted it. And immediately it's like, you know, 30 comments and hundreds of likes and lots of hearts and lots of the little caring emojis and all that stuff. And you know how many days I spent looking at the response of that? And last night as I'm sitting there going, okay, what is the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing? And then I thought, what is a good application of that today? And immediately is like, oh, what about that story you posted? How many times did you look at how many people saw did you post that to be seen? Did you post that to get affirmation about how spiritual you are? And I mean, after like the, you know, the fact that I probably looked at like, who's giving me, okay, who gave me the heart? Who gave me the caring emoji? Who just liked that thing? And you know, I'm just being honest with you, right? And I was, as I was thinking about that and prep for this, I was like, you're the biggest hypocrite in this church. And it's like, Lord, I don't want that to be all I get out of this world for that story. I want that man to come to know you. And all I'm going to get is some likes or 45 care emojis. Versus the eternal weight of his glory and his purpose for the kingdom that could have been given. You see how this applies, right? God knows all. He sees all. He sees in secret. He rewards us based on the one thing nobody else will ever be able to measure 
And that is the condition and the intent and the motive of your heart. Ouch. For me, I know you guys aren't like that, so. I have a whole bunch more. (laughs) They're all related to that. You know, I'll just give you a quick example. The next one, you know, how can you say to your brother, let let me take the speck out of your own eye when there's a log in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the log out of your own eye, then you'll see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. So Jesus' definition for this one is we judge others harsher than we judge ourselves. That's an example of hypocrisy. And we're notorious for letting ourselves off the hook. We're notorious for spotting another's weakness. We're notorious for being critical of it in that moment and not being bashful about letting others know how bad their sin was. You know what? Just that process I described is the log. Just the fact that we're willing to notice and to speak out and to say to all other people about somebody else's sin, that's our log. That's the much bigger sin than whatever it is that was the speck we were pointing at. We judge others so much harsher than we judge ourselves. That is hypocrisy. You're never going to get arrested for that. You're not. You know, you're never even going to get criticized for it because it's so subtle Nobody even knows the condition of your heart. But when you go, well, here's what I think. You know what? I can't believe they did that. You know, and you lift up yourself. That is just hypocrisy. (laughs) Ouch again, right? And so the bottom line is this. Why should we? Why should we trust in a faith when our churches are so full of hypocrisy. And you guys can go through the rest of these verses on your own and let God do the talking because it's not going to be me that recognizes it. It's not going to be anybody in this room that recognizes this. It's only going to be God and you through the conviction of the Holy Spirit, which is one of the reasons why this is so important because when we worship like we did, He is so well pleased. He is evident. I guarantee you there's a lot of people in this room who've already been exposed to the secret places of their heart by God himself in these moments. And so you're the one that's going to have to recognize it. And so the answer to why should we trust in it is because of this. Number one. Christ is the only non-hypocritical person ever to walk the face of this earth. So get used to the fact that the church is full of hypocrisy. We're all in process somewhere. It's all secret and hidden. Nobody will see it, but I guarantee you it exists. The evidence stuff exists and the secret stuff exists. And how much we pretend is really... That's part of the sanctification process. You know, hypocrisy is tied to our self-righteousness. It was a function of our flesh and our sin nature. So until we get rid of that completely, we will always struggle with hypocrisy. 
keeping things pretending like looking better than we are. That's just part of our nature. And that's point number three. We will all, to certain degrees, varying degrees, be hypocrites. And what should happen over time is as we mature in Christ, there should be more self-denial. There should be more crucifying of our flesh. There should be more authenticity, not more pretending. And number five, we're all in process somewhere. So if you think that Christianity is too bad because the church is full of hypocrites, really take a good look at yourself and then come join the rest of us hypocrites as we try in Christ's name to put all this stuff to death and to walk together out of love. Amen. So, three encouragements. Never give up and never give in to consistent hypocrisy you see in your own life. Once God shows it to you, don't ever accept that as just part of the number. It's just who I am. No, it's not who you are. Who Christ is, is who you should become. So, never give up on it. It's like what Don was telling me. Just yesterday, it's like, you only fail when you quit trying. That's a famous recovery saying, right? And we're all in recovery from our flesh and hypocrisy. So keep trying. Don't quit. When you find something that's consistently hypocrisy in your life, find ways to be authentic about it. Look at point number two. The quickest way to quit being a hypocrite is just be honest with people about the way you are on the inside. That immediately puts you out of the hypocrisy column and into the authentic column, right? And then that's where grace is applied. I found so much grace out of people in this room. When it's like when I'm struggling with something, go find somebody. Call somebody up. Will you help me? I'm really struggling with this. And when I do that, the people are just like, thank you for telling me. It's so encouraging. I'm glad I'm not the only one. You're not the only one. Let's walk together. Don't give up. And find ways to be more and more authentic with the people that are closest to you. Lastly, it begins with prayer. If you're stuck, man, there is no other place to start than with just simply coming before the Lord and just saying, Lord, I need you. Help me, Lord. And I asked the prayer team to be ready this morning. Would you all, would the prayer team please come forward? And just have some people here ready to receive you. If you need prayer, it doesn't even matter what the reason is for. I mean, hey, we're all hypocrites in this. It's not like you're surprising anybody anymore, right? We welcome you, the authenticity. These brothers and sisters up here will pray for you with a powerful prayer. And if you need help in any reason, for any reason, you just want somebody to come and pray with you, pray for you, we're going to worship the Lord. And why don't you stand and we'll start 
singing this song is called Jesus at the Center of My Life. If you need prayer, please come forward and have one of these prayerful people pray for you. In Jesus' name, Lord, have your way. We thank you for this morning. We pray it in Christ's name. You guys come as the Lord directs you. I hope you were encouraged and challenged by today's message recorded live at Mosaic Church in Little Rock, Arkansas. Take a moment right now to subscribe on your favorite platform and get our podcasts pushed right to your device each week. We welcome your comments. If you live in central Arkansas, we hope you'll visit us soon in person. And thanks also for considering our financial needs. To donate, visit mosaicchurch.net. That's mosaicchurch.net. On behalf of all of us at Mosaic, I'm Mark DeMoz. Thanks again for listening.